Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Let me show you how we can get mixed up real easy. Watch this. A little girl finally got to attend a wedding for the very first time, and she was so excited. While in the church, the girl asked her mother, Mom, why is the bride dressed in white? And the mother replied to the girl, because white is the color of happiness, and it's the happiest day of her life today. Look at her. After a little bit, the girl looked up at her mom and said, but Mom, why is the groom wearing black? As much as we know or think we know about the Bible, there are still incorrect assumptions we've made that we have to undo. Pastor Mark will be teaching what the Bible actually has to say about marriage, dating, and sex today. If we're really going to be followers of Christ, we need to know and understand what he actually said and meant. We will be challenged to extend grace and forgiveness rather than paper over hurts. We will discover that doing the hard work to repair and rebuild our marriages will, in the long run, be the most beneficial to ourselves and to our spouses. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 7 with his continuing study called, Because God Says So, I Will Do Marriage, Family, and Dating God's Way. Now, I want to start with something today. You're going to say this over and over again in the teaching. No excuses. God can, I can. So let's say it together. One, two, three. No excuses. God can, I can. Remember the no excuse part, okay? We're going to have fun together. Now, a new bride grew up watching her mother prepare her ham for baking. She noticed her mother always cut the ends off of the ham before placing it in the pan. Well, when she asked why, the mother could only say, that's the way your grandmother always did it. That's who I learned from. When her grandmother was questioned, she responded, I don't really know. That's the way my mother always did it. Visiting her great-grandmother, the girl asked her the same question, to which the old woman replied, in those days, all I had was a small pot, so I had to cut the ends off of it. (laughs) This new bride was going to cook her first ham different because she bought a larger pot. She changed her thinking, which changed her cooking. First thing I want you to write down, what we think we become. That's Bible. As a man and woman thinks in their hearts, so they become. It's all about here. What we think we become. Change is going to require new thinking. Remember, the battle is always 
in the mind. Now, what does the Bible say about if I have to change my thinking, this girl had to change. Well, it wasn't about the ham. It was about the pot, the pan. So here's what Ephesians, look at it, 4.23. Let the Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, renew your thoughts and your attitudes. In other words, if we're going to do dating and marriage and family God's way, I have to think, you have to think like God thinks. And that simply means this is how God thinks. That is his mind to you and to me. So that means I have to know his directions for dating, marriage, and family by reading the Bible. As we've gone through this series, we've discovered, well, that all of us have had to change some ways we think. Many of you have commented to me, you stopped me in the stores and what, man, I learned something I never knew was in the Bible. Pastor Mark, I didn't know the Bible even talked about sex. Are you kidding me? And the Bible talked about dating. I, I, I never knew that. So we've all learned some of those changes that we have to make in our marriages. So here's what I want you to write today. This is kind of where we're going. New thinking. Because God says so, I will do marriage, family, and dating one way, God's way. Now, for those of you that know nothing about Christianity, you're brand new, good to have you, glad you're searching. By the way, you found the solution. His name's Jesus Christ. He'll change your life. See, that's a new way of thinking. The world says, no, I can do it however I want. And outside our churches, and in many of our churches, sorry to say, People don't do it God's way anymore. They just kind of do it their way. No, it doesn't ever work that way. Let me show you how we can get mixed up real easy. Watch this. A little girl finally got to attend a wedding for the very first time, and she was so excited. While in the church, the girl asked her mother, Mom, why is the bride dressed in white? And the mother replied to the girl, because white is the color of happiness, and it's the happiest day of her life today. Look at her. After a little bit, the girl looked up at her mom and said, but mom, why is the groom wearing black? (laughs) Let's not go there this morning, okay? You see, what happens in life is kind of what you just heard in that stupid joke. We all enter life with unrealistic expectations, Christians as well. And many of those are in dating and marriage. I'll just give you a few this morning what that looks like. Here's what many people getting married would expect, but they're going to be disappointed because it's not going to happen. My partner is everything I dreamed a spouse should be. How many think that'll last more than 10 days on their honeymoon? (laughs) This is a really big one for Christians. Being a Christian Solves all marriage problems. Those other campuses, you didn't hear that. Oh, oh, oh. All the way down the aisle. Oh, oh, oh. Because that doesn't happen. Why? Because we're two imperfect spouses. Here's a third one. <laughs> I laugh at this one every service. <clears throat> Glad my wife isn't here. I, I can change my spouse. That's realistic. You'll die trying to change your spouse. And it won't work. Number four. (laughs) This is even better. Men and women are basically the same. (laughs) Exactly. 
Now, here's one that you might not get. So let me explain it to you. My partner can and meet all my needs. No, there's only one person that can meet all our needs. His name is Jesus Christ. My wife is wonderful. We've had 50 years of, as Billy Graham would say, being wonderfully incompatible. (laughs) Just like you. But she can't meet my needs, all my needs, and I can't meet all her needs. There's only one person that can meet your needs. His name is Jesus Christ. And that's why we come to Christ. That, that's realistic. All the rest of these, well, they really don't pan out. They soon fade away. Why are these unrealistic? Because we discover not long after we're married that our spouse is just as selfish as we are. That is the number one problem in marriage, selfishness. We're married, but we think of ourselves more than our spouse. Because of that, that means every marriage is going to be filled with conflicts and problems. If you try to ignore or run from these conflicts, you'll never solve them. And the only way to solve them is to obey God's commands. Now, we're going to add today two key tools, two spiritual tools to the foundation and the walls we've built in our home. Here it is. Grace and forgiveness. Two spiritual tools that make a healthy marriage and a home. Two. Now watch what you have. Grace as the rafters. Remember, we started with the foundation. God's our foundation. God, husband, wife, all in relationship. Then we put the walls up. We put a security system in because... Well, there's spiritual warfare in marriages. But here is grace, God's grace, and then the roof is forgiveness. Now, grace always comes before forgiveness. So those are the two things we're going to talk about today. So here's what I want you to do. Watch me, and then I want you to say it to your neighbor. Grace and forgiveness go together. Come on. Great. Turn to your neighbor. Grace and forgiveness go together. You see that all through scripture. They just go together and it fits perfectly. Now, let me share with you a verse from Ephesians. God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom. That's a key word with forgiveness is freedom. Our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Every single one of us, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower today, you became a Christ follower, number one, because of God's grace, which brought then your forgiveness. That's the way it always works. None of us deserve to have our sins forgiven. But when we repented, God graciously forgave us and gave us a brand new start at life. Now, how do we define grace? Well, there's so many ways, but here's a simple way. I'm a kind of a simple teacher. Here it is. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. Now, since grace is such a huge deal and forgiveness is such a huge deal in marriage and in relationship and dating, it shouldn't surprise you of this verse. No, notice God's character. The Lord, God, is compassionate. He's gracious. 
He's slow to anger and he's abounding in love. We sang it this morning. Oh, how he loves us. That's his character. God's character is grace. Now, I want you to do something a little strange. Normally, we just turn to our person next to us or a spouse or somebody to talk to him. I want you to kind of uh, look in front of you and kind of stick your neck and look behind you and see the people. Just do that for a moment. Look at all the people around you. Just look at as many people, people we haven't seen, you didn't shake their hands. Go ahead, just keep looking. Don't laugh, just keep looking. Just keep looking. Balcony, come on, look around up there. Look at the people. Look at them. Now look at me. Every person you looked at, everyone has been hurt in their lives. In fact, many of you are hurting right now. Could be in marriage, could be at work, could be relationship, could be family, could be a good friend that is no longer a good friend. See, we've all been hurt. There's no way to run from it. That's the way life is. I want you to think for a moment. The night that Jesus was betrayed, what does his disciples do? Let me ask you a question. Maybe you've never thought about it. Did that hurt Jesus? Are you kidding? Three and a half years? Pour into them? And when it comes down to the most difficult time, whoa, they're gone. You see, no one escapes hurt. No one. And when you see that happening, it just reminds us that life at times is painful for everyone. And especially in marriages. That means in our marriages at home, well, there's going to be a need for those two tools, grace and forgiveness. It has to go on and on and on because that's the kind of people we are. We hurt people and people hurt us. Now, when there's unresolved conflicts, there will always be resentment. Sometimes it doesn't show. And when there's hurt and resentment, that's because there's unforgiveness. And that puts us in our own prison. And yet we think we're free. It's the opposite. The only thing that brings freedom is asking forgiveness. Now, when there's unforgiveness, there's hardness of heart. We don't care anymore. We're angry. We've closed our heart to that individual or that group of people. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Colossians because God has a solution to this. It's interesting to me that why this would be such a common topic all the way through the Bible because God knew we'd be hurt. So Colossians, halfway through the New Testament, scoot on down there. Remember, if we're going to think right, we have to think like God thinks. So I'm giving you how God thinks this morning. Colossians 3.13. I'll read it in the New Living Translation. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. That's not a wish list. That's a command. Now that makes perfect logic to all of us. God's logic is right on. And God's grace offered us forgiveness. That's how you and I became a Christian. So we're in turn to graciously offer forgiveness to others. Just back a couple of books, Ephesians, you're right nearby. 
you'll see, just scoot right back to Ephesians chapter four. This should sound familiar to you when you get there because the same writer was Paul. He just writes it in a different context. Now remember, this is how we're to think. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Get rid of, key word here, all bitterness. Rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. So that's the stuff we should get rid of. And here's the positive. And then be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, underline this in your Bible, just as in Christ, God forgave you and me. Now, here's what we learn. Unforgiveness often turns into bitterness. Now, look at me. If you have a yard at home, if you have a home or even a little apartment with a yard, if you look at your grass, grass typically doesn't have much of a root. But when that weed comes up, and you're, by the way, which, which grows faster, your grass or the weeds? You already know that. That's why people have a job, spraying that sucker. Well, when you see that weed and you start to get, you want to you pull it out. What happens often when you go to pull it out? You break the crazy root. Can I hear an oh me? Yes, exactly. So when you find, if you get one, and maybe it's rain, and you start pulling the root, how far down does it go? It's like it goes down to hell. It just keeps coming up and up and up. Wow, look at that root. My grass is like that, that root. Look at this verse. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root, no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. We've all been there too. See, bitterness comes from a hurtful situation or disappointment where we chose not to forgive. And the person that's bitter is not the one that hurt you. It's you. It's me. It grows and it grows deep. And the only one that can help us get that out is God. And God wants to do that in your life because it's in your life. He wants to do it in my life with grace and forgiveness. Often we don't think of unforgiveness causing problems. But let me just ask you to write this down because you'll recognize this this morning. This is why it's such a big deal all the way through the Bible. Unforgiveness affects us spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Let's talk about spiritual. When we don't forgive, I have a sense of guilt. I feel alienated from God. I don't pray very well. I don't read the Bible very well. And it says this, when I'm reading, not much happens. When I pray, it's like boom, 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 boom. And that's because the Bible says this, if I have sin in my heart, God will not hear me. That's because he wants you to get the problem solved. And he's not going to answer your questions. He's not even going to be generous to you until you get the problem solved. 
And so spiritually, it's a big deal in our life. Satan knows that. Remember when I was down on the floor? I'm not getting down again. But you remember when I was down on the floor? We talked about on one bed and fall off the bed and all that kind of stuff. What did it say? And don't give Satan a foothold. Why? Because of unforgiveness. And that affects us spiritually. But many times we don't understand this. How about physically? You know, I worked in the hospital field for more than 25 years. And as I directed that pharmacy, I deal with people with meds and all kinds of stuff. But I learned this as I was there. So many people were in the hospital because of unforgiveness. There was all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of depression, all kinds of things that doctors could never find anything wrong. You know why? Because it was a spiritual problem. See, it affects us body, soul, and spirit. How about emotionally? Well, emotionally, there's anger, there's self-pity, there's a denial. Not my fault. That's the person that hurt me. Let them take care of it. And pretty soon, what we discover, as I shared with you before, freedom comes from me offering somebody forgiveness. Let me just make a a dichotomy just for a second. What I'm saying, and when the scripture says we are to forgive the person that hurt us, and I don't have time to go into it deep, but you have to understand this. That doesn't mean, let's say you're in a marriage, and, and the spouse could be man or woman, that's the way it is today. They abuse you. They abuse you, and they beat you, and whatever. Now, are you going to stay? Well, Pastor Mike, I'm a Christian. I've got to love, uh, offer forgiveness and stay in that relationship. No, you do not. God never asked you to be beat up for Jesus Christ from your spouse. From the world as a missionary? Of course, that's going to happen. You know that. So what do you do there? You have to forgive the person, but you don't have to stay in the dangerous situation. Do you understand this morning? Now, you're in a business deal and your partner just ruins the business by stealing money from you. Do I have to forgive that person? Yes, I do. Otherwise, I'm going to be in prison. Do I go in business with him the next day? Hello. El stupido. Of course you're not going to go. So there's a big difference. You have to understand that. When those kind of things come, forgiveness and staying in those situations, that's foolishness. Of course not. But I still have to forgive. Otherwise, I'm the one that's not free. Now, when you see this, the most important thing you have in your life is God, people, and how we use our time. Can I share this with you this morning? Life is too short to live in unforgiveness. Many times when learning about the ways of God, we first have to say, as Yoda said, unlearn what we have learned. (laughs) Pastor Mark has said some things that may have been difficult to hear today, but they're based on the truth of God's word. Fortunately for us, God's spirit is waiting for us to ask him to come inside of us and help us to become obedient to his commands. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue the teaching, Because God Says So, I Will Do Marriage, Family, and Dating God's Way. He will be speaking more about the importance of grace and forgiveness in the life of the Christ follower and how that translates into the lives of married couples. We will learn about how unforgiveness can affect your life and your physical body. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.